0: EO Fire 1295.
1: I want you to smile real big and I want you to love them and you pat them on the shoulder and you push them right out of the way and you keep pressing forward.
0: Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you ready to create, grow, and monetize your podcast? Visit freepodcastcourse.com and ignite. It's a beautiful thing when your customers want to pay. But what if they could pay every way? With Braintree, they can. To learn more, visit BraintreePayments.com slash fire. (laughs) Shake the room, Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, David Hancock. David, are you prepared to ignite
1: absolutely
0: (laughs) david is the founder of morgan james publishing nasdaq cites him as one of the world's most prestigious business leaders and he's reported to be the future of publishing he also serves on the executive board for habitat for humanity and chairman of guerrilla marketing
1: international david
0: take a minute fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life
1: So I've got an interesting uh, little combo of things I'm doing right now with guerrilla marketing and Habitat and Morgan James. But trust me, it all lines in nice and neatly together. But uh, I'll tell you one thing. I'm on fire for entrepreneurs, and I'm on fire about marketing, and I'm on fire about leveraging the book to grow a business. And that's my passion, and I love to give back. So our work with Habitat with others is just very, very powerful, but I swear we get more from it than they do, but it's a a (laughs) privilege. (laughs)
0: Well, I love your use of the word fire, my friend. That's why you and I have connected and hit it off on multiple occasions, and I'm looking forward to uh, futures as well. And before we dive into your past, David, because you have quite the interesting past, a couple of really cool stories, let's talk about today. Let's talk about present times because Fire Nation is made up of entrepreneurs and small business owners who are looking to create viable businesses. And to do a viable business, you have to have a revenue coming in the door. So David, how do you today generate revenue
1: Awesome. Well, as a publisher, that's where we generate revenue. That's where I personally generate revenue. We sell books, and we sell books to... The trade, meaning bookstores, libraries, um, wholesalers, whatnot, that's my revenue stream. And the way I look at it, and you entrepreneurs will love this, I have 2,700 streams of income. So I am a true believer of multiple (laughs) streams of income.
0: (laughs) That is the definition of not putting all of your eggs in one basket. And David, let's dig in a little bit on this. Now, you don't have to get specific with you personally, with numbers or anything, but how does a publisher generate revenue?
1: So for publishers, it's all about the, the book sales, really. It's, it's it's moving the books to the bookstores. So you think that people who read books are paying the publishers' bills, and they are kind of because they have to buy the book from the bookstores. The bookstore keeps usually half or more, and we make money by selling them wholesale to those bookstores. So a typical $20 book you know one of your favorite books we'll get ten dollars or so from the bookstores and that's where we make money of course we have to pay for printing warehousing commissions royalties and whatnot out of that but that's where we generate revenue you know some publishers offer other follow-on services and sales to their authors to generate funds we don't we just keep it simple we only make money from selling good quality books that are going to help entrepreneurs down their path and that's where we make money
0: So whenever I've heard anybody talk about you, they've always referred to you as the entrepreneur's publisher in some way, shape, and form. And I've been always very impressed in every conversation that we've had and from what everybody that I've always had conversations about you has said, and that's kind of what I want to get into really quickly because, you know, a lot of people see like Amazon and they see the self-publishing and Kindle and KDP and they really feel like, you know, the major publishers of the world are in trouble and you hear in the media and you know, who knows what to believe, but can you kind of talk about where we're at right now in this world and how things might've been kind of changing over the last 10 years?
1: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, we've been blessed. Ten years ago, really, almost to the day, uh, we were written up by Fast Company magazine for being one of the companies that's going to change the industry in the next ten years. Wow! And by, by golly, we've done it. <laughs> Twenty seven hundred
0: <And it's>, yeses. <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> but it, for for publishing, it's all about the relationship, and what's really hasn't changed, and this is why publishing is struggling is that it is about the relationship. We have a tremendous passion for trying to add value of a traditional house, and that means credibility, a quality product, distribution, and and, and people discovering our entrepreneurs' works so far out of their current circle of influence, it's just ridiculous. But we like to add value of that but stay out of the way of the entrepreneur. Publishing for years has been a business about uh, authors being commodities and doing what they want and the authors being the least important part of the process. Um, so for us um, – we want to help them leverage a the book. We want that relationship to, to be in place, and we want them to do follow-on sales. We want them to create other businesses and other products related to their content. We want them to use it in all the formats that are available. We want them to create the, you know, the conferences, the workshops, the other books, with the white papers, whatever it takes to grow their business and leverage that book to grow their business. Because the way I see it, is we're only successful if our authors are successful. So we'll try to do whatever we can to help them succeed. Whereas typical publishing is all about gaining ownership of content and then having a facility of getting it into the stores and then standing on the author's shoulders, screaming at them trying to sell more books. (laughs) (laughs) What
0: I love about you, David, is you get it. Like you understand that in a lot of cases – a book is the foot in the door of a potentially very lucrative lucrative long-term relationship. So Fire Nation, you need to build a business, a funnel. You need to build a stream of revenue from that book that's not just that book sale alone. That is the foot in the door that's like, hey, here's a ton of value. Now, if you might want more, like here's a way you can get that as well. And so we're gonna talk about that in a little bit. But first, David, you've had 10 years where you have really been changing publishing and been doing some really cool things, but it hasn't all been a rainbow and lollipops i mean you've had your ups you've had your downs we all have as entrepreneurs so take us fire nation to your worst entrepreneurial moment to date and tell us that story
1: Oh, I tell you, my, my biggest entrepreneur success was putting that time behind me. And now you can make me talk yes. about it. <laughs> <laughs> Dredging it up, baby. But it's true. And I think our biggest uh, issue we've had from a meeting, you know, from an entrepreneurial perspective, was when we started to grow too fast. You know, all of a sudden, about 2007, 2008, we were doing 200 books a year and we weren't staffed for it. Wow. We weren't ready for that kind of success. So we weren't doing it very well. In fact, we even invested in offices and staff that we didn't necessarily need and we were just spending money like crazy and we just weren't facilitating that relationship in its best light. It took some hard hits to really get us back in gear. And you know, I'll tell you what, a little bit of patience, a little bit of persistence and knowing that it can be fixed and then surrounding myself with people that are smarter than me who really succeed in areas that I don't helped us clean that up. But boy, it was a scary time. I was like, man, are we we're doing this on purpose? Oh my gosh, why? But uh, it's all about maintaining a little bit of balance. You know, I was so out of balance back then. I had no time for my faith, my family, my food, or even fun. Um but it was all about trying to facilitate getting these books done and it, it just it wasn't good. So we started to uh uh, except less books. We started to work with a little bit more quality editors. We started to fix the little holes and improve on the relationship and kind of get back to our roots of, hey, let's just continue to add value and it'll come. But, you know, those growth pains can be very painful. So I caution any entrepreneur listening listen to this to so just be real careful as they grow.
0: So David, that was a scary time, but I want the scariest moment. What was that moment? You know, where were you? Like what happened that really brought you to that breaking point that turned you around?
1: It's all about the hustle. So during that same process, um, we ended up getting contacted by our printer who had made an accounting error who, by the way, said, um, you know how we've been printing all these books for you? We've been forgetting to bill you and or forgetting to take it out of the proceeds as we sell it. You owe us $147,000. Well, it'd be great if you would just send us a check tonight. Yeah, cashier check preferably. We were in growth mode, man. We had no money. <laughs> I'm like, what? So it really took us you know, tightening our belt and really getting focused and, and stepping up and, and getting out there and being uncomfortable and talking about what we're doing and, and leveraging the relationships we had and trying to you know, get out of that. But it worked. It worked out good. We, have, we had such a great relationship with our printer and our distributor. We hopped on the phone and said, hey, this is where we're at. We worked it out. And sure enough, within 90 days, we paid it off, and things have been going smooth ever since. But that whole growth thing, it was like, it was just scary, but that was the single scares. But I thought we were going to shut our doors. Not many people know that, by the way. Wow.
0: <laughs> Love it. That's what I try to pull out, David. Every interview, one of these golden nuggets. And what I'm getting from your story is that growth is good. But it has to be controlled growth. And Fire Nation, you have to be in control of your growth. Believe me, it is not your goal to go through the roof you know, overnight, snap of the fingers, because there's a lot of things that are going to fall through the cracks there. So definitely strive for growth, but strive for controlled growth. So that's my big takeaway, David. If you could just break down for Fire Nation in just one sentence, what do you want to make sure that we get from your story?
1: I want to make sure that you get uh, that there needs to be a balance and you need to make sure that your core Value is still there and not being sacrificed by, the, by growth and growth alone. Sure, we all love to talk about that overnight success, but it, it, in reality, all of our overnight successes that you hear a lot on these, this, this podcast were years in the making and, and just paying attention to what's going on, but not investing 1,000% of your time into one given thing because all of a sudden it'll crash and burn if the balance isn't in place. So I'm a big fan of making sure that you've got balance of all your processes, but of your life as well.
0: David, shifting gears, but staying in that same story format in the moment, take us to an aha moment, to an epiphany, one of the greatest that you've had thus far in your entrepreneurial journey and tell us that story.
1: I will take you back to before I was a publisher. Um, I was a banker back in the 90s. And my aha moment, which ended up leading me to creating this, this really entrepreneurial business, was when I was a banker, I was literally competing with a thousand other people just like me offering the exact same products and service to the community. And although I was very successful, I realized, man, you know, I've got to do something to continue to stand out because you know, it's, I'm going to be, I'm going to be taken over by these other thousand people, which could happen real easily. And it was when I discovered a book called Guerrilla Marketing that was my aha moment. I read Guerrilla Marketing. I had never heard of it before. In fact, today I, I, I kid, but the truth is I didn't even know about Guerrilla Marketing. I don't even know where the copy of that book came from. I'm not sure if it was a divinely left on my desk, right. I stole it or somebody gave it to me. <laughs> you, you
0: didn't stole If it was divinely, it wasn't stolen.
1: <laughs> That's right. But I resonated with the book. I realized I was doing things unconventionally. I was doing things by leveraging my time, my energy, my imagination and creating value and adding relationships or adding value and creating relationships versus what everybody else was doing. And I had unlimited ad budget I could spend as much money as I physically could on anything I wanted to do that even remotely you know, tied into marketing but it just didn't work and in reading guerrilla marketing I realized this is who I am I'm a guerrilla marketer and I reached out to the author which I think is very key he facilitated a way for we readers to reach out to him and I ended up hiring him as a coach and he taught me nothing Except one thing, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, I know, right? <laughs> so he confirmed all the things that I was doing was grilling, that I was heading down the right path, and you know, all, all that was warm and fuzzy. It was very affirming. It was really good. I really liked it. But he said these three things to me that changed my life. He said, "David, if you wanted to charge more and negotiate less, which who doesn't, right? He said you need to keep doing what you're doing because it's working. But if but you need to you know add one more thing, and I'm like." What is it? But he didn't tell me yet. So then he went on to tell me that, you know, if you wanted to have people that would never give you the time of day, start begging to do business with you, begging to get on your calendar, begging to work with you. You've got to keep doing what you're doing, but you need to add one more thing. And then he went on to say that, David, if you wanted the media to call you, which I hadn't really thought about, but he said, if you wanted the media to call you when anything happened in your space, you've got to keep doing what you're doing, but you need to add one more thing. And at this point, I'm ready to strangle him. Like, Jay Levinson, what is it? Tell me now. So he finally said, you need to write a book. And I literally laughed out loud. I hope I wasn't too disrespectful, but he was gracious. He was very gracious. He (laughs) kind of calmly... You know, he called me down and said, David, all these seminars that you've been going to, all these courses you've been taking, all the things you've been learning to grow who you are have all been based on books, right? Yes, sir. He said, now, all these um, the home study courses you've been taking, all these books you've been reading, they've all been based on books. And I'm like, yeah. He says, well, you know, you need to do that as well. And finally, it, it hit me like a ton of books that he was a lot smarter than me. He was making a lot more money than me. And I was paying him 10 grand to get this conversation. I should probably listen. So I ended up r- having that aha moment and I said, okay, I could do it. You know, I'm the, who, I had the same fear as everybody else does. Who wants to listen to me? Who wants who, what, what could I possibly say that somebody could, could understand? And he helped me understand that I only needed to write a quality product that somebody could walk away with at least one good idea from, but I could leverage the fact that I wrote it and that I am the authority in that space. And sure enough, I did it, got it published and doubled my already six figure income. And the only thing I did different was yesterday I was a, a hustler in a good way a uh, successful hustler in a good way. And then the day after, I was a, well, the next day, not eight months later, I was a you know, recognized authority in my space. And it was like, that changed my life. And I just leveraged the heck out of that book. And that was my aha moment. And then, as you know, I realized that traditional publishing was broken, self-publishing was limited. And I said, well, maybe we should start our own.
0: Hit me like a ton of books. David, I want you to know <laughs> I caught that brother. You tried to slide that under the radar. I wanted to pull that out for Fire Nation. I love that phrase. It's something that I really want to personally dial in on that you shared is that you paid a lot of money, $10,000 to essentially have somebody tell you keep doing what you're doing. And then of course with a caveat of write a book, but Fire Nation, you need to understand the beauty of that. It's the beauty within the simplicity of that statement because David got confirmation that what he was doing was right and that might be like okay well the guy just told him to keep doing what he was doing how's that super valuable it's super valuable because now David has the conviction from somebody that he knows likes and trusts to keep charging straight ahead on the path that he's on he wouldn't spend time questioning maybe deviating and pivoting from something that was going to be a success so that was worth every penny and then probably 10x more so That's my big takeaway, David, from what you were sharing in the AHA moment story. What do you want to really make sure Fire Nation gets?
1: You know, that's really it. I always encourage entrepreneurs to to – to surround themselves. So it's like my father taught me with people that are smarter than, than ourselves. And I think the best way to do it is to find a mentor, hire a mentor, hire a coach, join a mastermind, get around people that are smarter, smarter than you and definitely uh, being successful because you can learn and you can get the affirmations that you're heading in the right direction, but you can definitely take it to the next level. So that's that's the key for me. And I encourage all of our authors to make sure there's a very simple path for the reader to get great content out of their books. But really, ultimately we want them to get out of the book and into their lives so they can be hired as a coach. So they can, they can be the one, the authority that they bring to their next conference. It's, it's part of that, that endless cycle. It's awesome.
0: What's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur?
1: (laughs) My biggest weakness as an entrepreneur (laughs) is I tend to try to do everything myself. And I tend to keep falling back into that thing of getting involved in areas that I don't need to be. So really weekly, I have to remind myself, I've got somebody to do that. So delegation is my biggest weakness. Um, and as I delegate, things grow. As I get into the nitty and gritty, things kind of get bogged down. And that's the, that's the reality of a lot of businesses from what I understand. But that's my weakness. I want to get in and I want to fix. I want to make better. I want to play with it. I want to see how it's working. Um, but oftentimes, it's best just to, you know, to lead and advise and inspire and stay out of the way. What's your biggest strength? My biggest strength is the relationship. I'm really good at trying to make sure that we have this good, valuable, lifelong relationship with not only our, our- Authors, our readers, but also our vendors, our our sales team. I'm really good at trying to develop and maintain valuable relationships, and I'm always looking for ways that I can add value to them. I get passion out of that. I get a lot of reward out of that. But that's my biggest asset, I think.
0: I love that you said that because I've done now almost 1,300 interviews with successful entrepreneurs, and the most valuable thing that I've gotten from this is the relationships I've built with my guest fire nation. So value and nurture your relationships. So David, you have a lot of things going on right now that you're excited about. 2,700 plus, but what's the one thing that has you most fired up today?
1: (laughs) The one thing that has me most fired up today, and I guess I could probably say this, is uh, um, we're getting ready to be recognized as one of the top publishers in the world by I know right by the world's most respected publishing resource, an industry magazine called Publishers Weekly is going to tell the world soon that we are again for the fifth time being uh, labeled one of the top publishers in the world. So I'm very very honored. So but now I've got to keep it up.
0: Well David, huge 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 congratulations for that. I mean, rightfully so. You're being recognized for what you do best for the value that you bring to the world and Fire Nation David's going to be bringing value to you coming up here in the lightning round. So don't go anywhere, but we're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors a major pet peeve of mine is spelling errors especially when I know they can be avoided making sure your writing is clear easy to read compelling and error free is so important as entrepreneurs we always want to put our best foot forward that's why I love Grammarly a writing app that checks for grammar spelling punctuation and even offers suggestions on sentence structure style clarity and word choice the best part is that Grammarly works wherever you're writing online whether it's an email on LinkedIn or on a blogging site Grammarly is like a second pair of eyes helping you make sure you're always putting your best foot forward download grammarly today for free visit grammarly.com slash fire that's g-r-a-m-m-a-r-l-y dot com slash fire Think about all the time, money, and bandwidth that goes into starting your business. It adds up quick. That's why it's so exciting when you experience making your first dollar online. You've worked so hard for this. Then comes figuring out how to double down on whatever worked for you, and that means finding the right tools, resources, and partners that can help you continue to grow your business. It's a beautiful thing when your customers want to pay, but a lot of payment partners don't make that easy. With Braintree, it's different. Braintree lets you accept all forms of payment, including pay PayPal, apple pay android pay and more now you can take them all in over 130 currencies and as your company grows braintree will stay by your side from your first dollar to your billionth all it takes is a couple lines of code to get you started in a single integration to learn more visit braintreepayments.com slash fire that's braintreepayments.com slash fire david are you prepared for the lightning rounds Absolutely. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: I just didn't really know that I could. Um, I had a passion, but I didn't necessarily know uh, that it could be done. It didn't take much. It was actually my wife that inspired me to step out into that that entrepreneurial nature. She cornered me one day and said, David, you've gotten too crazy in this publishing space. We've got this full-time job as a banker, and you're ignoring that, and you're ignoring the family. we got to do something. Let's fix this. And so she helped me recognize that I had this passion for publishing, passion for helping others, but it took her to help steer me down a path of of balance and then creating this business that we ended up naming after the kids. But uh, that was what pushed me over the edge. It was just my own personal confidence. I didn't have it yet. She gave it to me.
0: That's right, Fire Nation. Let's put two and two together. His kids are named Morgan and James. And in, what is the best advice, David, you've ever received?
1: The best advice I've ever received was to um, expand what we're doing and perfect as we go along. So we've always been the publisher doing great nonfiction works, business books, entrepreneurial books. And uh, today we're actually doing uh, clean fiction. We're doing kids. We've even got a faith line. But the common core is our authors are all entrepreneurial. But every time we open up one of these divisions, our income has gone up 20, 30 percent every time. So that was pretty significant.
0: David, what's a personal habit that contributes to your success?
1: I'm constantly learning. I will never stop learning. I'm always figuring out what I could do better, what I don't know, how I could learn it, how I can improve. I'm reading. I'm going to seminars. I'm attending. I'm taking courses. I'm never going to stop learning. That's my biggest asset.
0: Share an internet resource like an Evernote with Fire Nation.
1: Uh, I use um, something like Evernote, but uh, we use something called HipChat. It's not like – uh, one of those company communications. So during mastermind calls we have with our authors, during calls we have with our sales team, our te- internal team is chatting back and forth, trying to help make sure we guide the con- you know the, the conversations, where it's going, the design process, the thoughts that we're having on it. So having this little secret weapon of being able to communicate with our entire team who is remotely located across the globe, but yet we've got this this wonderful tool to help us make sure that we're staying on purpose and on point and then uh, helping each other down the path.
0: If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why?
1: Oh, absolutely. Hands down. It has to be Guerrilla Marketing. Guerrilla Marketing, fourth edition, published by Houghton Mifflin. And oh, by the way, it's dedicated to me. (laughs) It changed my life. So,
0: (laughs) Fire Nation, I know you love audio, so I have teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook full free at eofirebook.com. Dot com, David, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven
1: days? I would write a book and I would get it published. At least at first, I would self-publish the book and I would get it out there to establish my authority in either marketing or publishing, but I would write a book.
0: David, I want to end today on Fire Brother with a parting piece of guidance for Fire Nation, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Awesome. Well, a great resource for getting connected with me is at morganjamespublishing.com, and I'm on Twitter at David Hancock.
0: Parting piece of guidance.
1: Stay focused. Don't let those surrounding you uh, poo poo on your parade There will come a time That people will tap on your shoulder And go hey come on David You've you talked about this publishing stuff too long Or you've talked about X, Y, Z too long You know let's talk about something else I want you to expect it I want you to smile real big And I want you to love them And you pat them on the shoulder And you push them right out of the way And you keep pressing forward
0: Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with DH and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to EOFire.com. Type David in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. And David, I just want to say the best place you can be found at is MorganJamesPublishing.com or at David Hancock, correct?
1: That's right.
0: Boom. Thank you, brother, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: I look forward to it. Thank you, sir.
0: Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit EOFire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. If you want some behind-the-scenes intel on how I'm taking EO Fire from a seven to an eight-figure-a-year business, all from my living room, Text EO Fire to three three four 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 and ignite.